Hello, hello, this is Tracy Harrell, and welcome to Bigger Than Me. Each week, we focus on how to achieve your definition of success and happiness. On Bigger Than Me, we bring together a combination of ageless wisdom, the latest research, and engaging interviews with amazing people who are sharing their stories to help each of us achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. Let's do this indeed. This is Tracy Harrell, and this is bigger than me. And guess what? It's so much bigger than me today. We have two studio guests and a beautiful lady, Miss Kate Capriccio. Capricci. There you go. Kate Capricci at USC on the phone. And we have her parents here. Miss Lisa Brewer yep, and David Caparici. Oh, my goodness. You guys are going to have a great show today. As you know, our vision is very simple for this show. We help real people turn dreams into reality. We turn hope into how. And we build on the power of purpose, destiny, and legacy. And we have a very, very simple mission as well. Our mission is we use technology, community, and positive psychology to help good people do great things. Do you love that? I love it. It's very, very simple. It's very simple. It sounds simple. And what's exciting about it is we're talking to good people who are doing great things. That's really what today is about. And when I say something like we want to help dreamers, people turn dreams into reality, you guys have a great marriage. You've raised a beautiful daughter, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're just going to talk about life lessons, right? We've talked before about intentionality. We've talked about purpose, being on purpose, um, having a plan, and these are some of the things you guys live by. I was pretty excited to to, to make the connection. So I'm going to have you do a quick introduction. Mike, um, I don't know if you want to. We're going to start with an introduction of Miss. Lisa, first, yes. uh-huh. we'll have the husband introduce himself. You guys have been married for 27 years, and then we're going to go to Kate's. Well, uh, thank you for having us. Thank it's you for being a, here. I'm so excited. What fun. Um, so my name is Lisa Brewer, and um, I'm obviously Kate's mom. And first and foremost, I'm Kate's mom. But, <laughs> but there's but, so <laughs> much more to you than that, yes. And so, you know, I'm, a, I'm also a military wife. Uh, mm. I am a um, practicing attorney in the state of Washington. Um, I heard practicing and award-winning, but we'll come back oh, to that later. Sweet. We'll come back yeah. to that. Um, and uh, I've been doing it for about 25 years. Wow. And then uh, my subspecialty is uh, military law, uh, which I sort of got into uh, sort of through my husband. And so that was that was a lot of fun. And so it's been a great life. Excellent. I like so so. And you mentioned husband. You've right? been married for over twenty five years. Yes. To this handsome gentleman. Handsome gentleman. Yes. David. Yes. Um, what do you love most about this beautiful woman? She puts up with me, <laughs> and she supports me whenever I do. I, I love that. I love that. So, Mike, I'm gonna have you go to the camera real quick. Go to the. Screen, rather. And we're going to introduce Kate. And I met Kate through, I met, I met her in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us what you're doing in California. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, so I'm Kate Caparici. I am a student at USC. I'm in the pre-law track. Um, I was born and raised in Spokane, Washington. So Washington State is home. Um mm-hmm. 
it's kind of funny. Uh, you you came up to me at USC and you're like, do you know where this building is? And I couldn't be more lost myself. And I I just thought, you know, wouldn't hurt to help, but it would help me find my way. So why not? Let's Let's go for it. It was so cute. And to me, it was just a little act of kindness, right? We talk about these things, but you said you had been at USC one day. This was like day, day two. And you're now showing a crazy lady who she'd never met before how to get to a location that she had no idea how to get to, but we did it together. And I met this woman. She was just, you know, when there's a light, when there's positive energy. Uh, absolutely. You did great, Mom. Oh, thank you. You did great. So... <laughs> So Kate and I met, and it was just that conversation as we were talking. It took us not I don't know, maybe five or ten minutes to get to the location, and, and it was it was just a great connection. I was like, you know what, I want to follow up with you. Check out my show. I do a show called Bigger Than Me. Would love to kind of follow up with you and talk about life as a student, learnings that you would you know go back and talk to your high school self about you know life as a as a you know while you're in college. And Kate sent me a text. Uh, Kate, should I read the text? <clears throat> yeah, go for it. She said, hello, Miss Harrell. This is Kate. <laughs> <laughs> so she, sent, she sent me a text um, a few weeks after we had met. And we had done a show on September 1st. And my guest was, um, uh, he used to be a, a, a senator, uh, not a senator, but a, um, he worked in the Washington State Legislature. So he'd okay. been elected for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Kate sent me this email, and we were talking about I-1000. Right. So Jesse Weinberry is his name, attorney Jesse Weinberry. Um, I had him on the show, and Kate sent me this text, and he said, Tracy, hello, Miss Harrell. I'm doing the Kate voice. <laughs> this is Kate Caparici from USC. We met a few weeks ago, and I love talking to you about your radio show. I just wanted to say I listened to the show that aired on September 1st. I was both amazed with both of your guests. There was... There was a part in the beginning where one of your guests discussed his lisp as a child, and his story really resonated with me because I, too, had to work hard to get rid of my lisp, even more so as a registered voter in Washington. Learning about the I-1000 was fascinating, and I'm glad I had the opportunity to learn about the legislation. I love the emphasis on equality, especially in the episode, and, it, and I found it truly inspiring. Thank you so much for introducing me to your spectacular show. And I thought, oh, my God, my first, like, piece of fan mail. (laughs) I literally was like, oh, my God, what a sweetie. What a sweetie pie, right? And then what I thought is great that you were inspired by his list because, first of all, Jesse Weinberry, for anyone who knows him, he's, like I said, he's been, he's an esteemed attorney, super smart. He, he single-handedly, with single-handedly is probably not the right word, he pulled together this huge community in, in Washington State around this legislation to bring back affirmative action, basically, to Washington State. This level of equity. Um, so he's doing some things that are, that are amazing. He's not shy. Right, right. I wouldn't say he's uh, humble. <laughs> I say that lovingly, Jesse, really. But when he told that story, it was like, oh, my God, I did not know about the things that he had overcome as a child. He said he was, was teased as a child with the lisp, and it was just such a beautiful story. So, Kate, I'm going to ask you. You and I have had this conversation before, but I love the way you shared your story. Can you tell us why that meant something to you and, and what it, you know, what you did to overcome your challenges? Yeah, of course. Um, so, similar to Jesse, 
I too, as a young child, had a lisp. Um, unlike him, I was very fortunate in that my friends did not make fun of me and were supportive, but it was this internal struggle that I had to face every day. And I went to tongue strengthening classening and there's nothing more mortifying where the rest of the kids are going off to recess and you have to say, sorry, I can't play with you on the slide. I have to go strengthen my tongue <laughs> because I can't speak properly. And it's completely demoralizing. So when he said that he too had a lisp and yet you look at this man who's so unbelievably successful, it gives you hope that you too can overcome this and not only overcome it, but become something greater than your lisp. Mm. Kate, I adore you. Do you know you're now that for someone else? Do you know that same way he inspired you? Do you know you're inspiring someone right now? Thank you. <laughs> you're so you're just you're just lovely. And that's really what this show is all about. We help good people do great things, right? Help dreamers realize their dreams. Turn hope into how. How how did you do it? So you said you basically you were committed. You did the work. He said the same thing about doing the work. You didn't go out to play. You went to tongue strengthening school <laughs> lessons, right? You did the work. And so when I asked you also when we were talking, I said, what advice would you give to someone else? Your age, older, just someone else who has a personal something. I got so many some things that I'm working on, Kate, you don't even know. But a personal something in their life that they're trying to get over. What advice would you at the tender age of, did you say how old you were? I was 20. I'm 20 years old. You did so good, Mom. Oh, thank you. Are you yeah. proud? You've got to be proud. Oh, of this. we're we're unbelievably proud. <laughs> Look yeah. at Dad. Dad has the squeeze down. Mm -hmm. You bet your bottom dollar we're proud. Can you just tell us what what advice would you share with others who might be going going through something similar? Yeah, of course, it'd be my pleasure. Um, for me, it really was not giving up on yourself. You have to work hard, and you have to be willing to work hard. And Honestly, if you are willing to put yourself out there and to fix your problem, whatever it may be, something small to something huge, you just have to work hard and you have to be willing to let yourself know that it's okay to have this and move on. You mean like kind of love yourself anyway? Love, love yourself with all of love your yourself. faults? Love <laughs> yourself. Love yourself with all your faults. I think that's important too. You, you know, I, I got a hundred and something something pounds to lose right i've talked about it on the show and i apologize for those people who i said i was going to weigh in every week and and do some things i have been so distracted <laughs> that's a whole nother show i promise i'm coming back to it i promise but you can't do everything right and so i've talked about it it's something i'm working on right you can't do everything i'm also writing three books <laughs> doing this show i got some things i'm trying to close out real quick um and kate you amaze me, not only because you said that, but you're 20. And you've come to not only this revelation, but there's some other things I know you, you know, we talked about uh, with your mom. Uh, we talked about struggles as a youth. I'm way, I, I celebrated my 50th birthday on September 23rd. Oh, happy birthday. I'm way past, <laughs> way past 20. So I, I can't, I can remember some things actually vaguely that I, that I, you know, went through as a, when I was your age, Kate, but I'm going to ask you, 
to share one of the fresh memories that you shared with me about some of the learnings that you had, one of the struggles that you had in school related to another challenge that you overcame, something that didn't necessarily meet your expectations. And I think many youth, if you're a parent or youth, an uncle or an aunt, this story is going to really resonate. Miss Kate. Yeah. So in terms of my school experience, um, Oh, wait, wait, Kate, 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 wait, Kate, was... wait, real quick. Let, let, let me, I'm going to phrase the question the way, I, the way I phrased it to you initially so that the audience understands. Remember I said you're okay. 20 years old, and I said I'm going to give you 30 seconds to go back and talk to yourself at the age of 16. What advice would you give to yourself? Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to your 16-year-old self? And then you told the story. <laughs> so if I had advice that I would give to my 16 year old self, I would say that there are multiple paths to success. There's not just one, there's multiple. And so this really came into view when I was trying to get into college and there was a moment where I didn't think I was going to get into USC. There was a ton of, issues. I had just sort of given up. And yet it was this miraculous experience where USC gave me this opportunity to work hard. And they're like, we'll, we'll get you in. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. The SAT kind of fell out from under it for me, but it sort of worked out in the end because of this one opportunity that you wouldn't think a university of all would give you this chance. And so, <laughs> so basically, this path so basically to you success, said you, quote unquote, So basically you said you bombed the SATs. I mean, let's put it out there. You, you, you said, <laughs> the way you described it to me is you had people around you that, were, that, that went to a preparatory school and they were making all these great grades and you were like, or scores, and you were like, oh my, OMG. It wasn't what you thought. And you're not the only one. And I love your mom's, your mom's perspective on this too. But I think that, in itself was kind of just want to fill in the gap because for me that was a big part like yeah the SATs just did not come out the way you thought yeah you could say that <laughs> uh the rest of my friends were getting extraordinary scores getting to Ivy's and then there was Kate <laughs> and I was like oh cool so my life goals have gone in the dumpster and then my mom came over and she said, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something that no one no else knows. I got a 1040 or something on the essay. And look where I am. I'm a lawyer. I have two beautiful kids. And I couldn't be happier. The SAT does not define you. It is not a test that can determine what your personality is, who you are inside, if you're a good person. It is a standardized test, and it's not you. That was some beautiful advice, Mom. She's very insightful, and I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, it's the, you, you dictate your future. 
Mm-hmm. Um, don't let anyone else stand in your way, uh, and you go for what you want. You go for your what you know what your bliss is. Mm-hmm. You go for it, and you don't let anyone stop you. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna roll back. I love that, but I'm gonna roll back because what she said is. So who, what did someone tell you when you got your 1040 on the SATs? You wanted to be an attorney. Like, what was it in your head that allowed you to say, gulp? Okay, that didn't work out as I thought, but I'm going to move on. Like, what? Someone, someone, something has happened to someone today. Well, I, I mean, I, I think this from, week, right. You know, from, like, like, how do you, how do, what, be even more specific about, like, what advice would you give to someone right now? Right now. Who, who has a disappoint, personal disappointment they got laid off. They got a bad score. Right. They got broke, broken up in a relationship. Some bad thing has happened. I, Mom. I, I, no, I would say have a cry. Enable yourself, you know, and then take a step back the next morning. Uh, and you retool. You, you regroup. And you, life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. You mm. don't have to win the race today. So you take that step back. You talk to people. You, you, you. And, and we were joking that we were talking about <laughs> life is the best way. It, it, our family motto is have a plan. And so have a plan. And, and the plan can change, but you got to have a plan. And so you take that step back. The next morning, you, get, you hit the, the, the road running again. I adore you. You got two beautiful, amazing women in your life. He's like, yeah, right? So what advice would you have for someone in, who's been disappointed? Anything you would want to share? I mean, you, so you guys have been married for over 25 years. You've been in the military for how long? 33 years. Wow. Thank you, first of all. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Kate, Kate said that you and she have basically the same sense of humor. <laughs> She's like, so you've made me laugh extensively since you've been here. So if, if we're going to talk about, like, disappointment in 33 years, I mean, what, what is your rank or title or what do you do? She said you went to flight school. Like, what is it? Is it confidential? It's not confidential. <laughs> if you tell me, will you have to shoot me? Yeah. No. <laughs> Thank God. Sorry. Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> well, Dave's in aviation, oh. so he he flies the the helicopters that you see over the sound sometimes. Oh, how exciting! Yeah. It, it beats walking. <laughs> Now I see what you mean, Kate. She's <laughs> so now. So seriously, sure. you know, you you've raised two beautiful kids. You've been married for twenty some years, thirty some years in the military. You've seen your share of disappointment. I'm sure you've counseled people around disappointments. It's just a moment of like, what advice would you share with someone? I love what you just your wife just said. You could build on that as well because we're gonna come back to each of those okay. points. Um, she said, take a cry. You know, sleep on it. Wake sleep up the on next it. Day, fresh new plan, retool. Take advantage of the disappointment. Tell me more. I mean, the bottom line is you learn more from disappointment or failure than you do from success. The other background I have is in safety. And we'll say, if, even if you're doing something wrong, but there's nothing happens, it reinforces a false belief in success. Mm. If you have something that goes wrong, learn from it and you can make corrections from it. Your life is long. I agree. Life is a marathon. It's a marathon. And bottom line is, you can learn from it. You can adjust. Anyone know is not a end of life, end of career, end of anything. Learn from it. Mm. We love you. <laughs> this is the guy who didn't want to come on the show, by the way. Yeah. This is the shy one. <laughs> Thank God you joined us. Wow. 
Wow. Thank you for that. That That's huge. Learn from your mistakes. Yeah. That's huge. By the way, like I said, we, we, I'm three, deep, three books deep. Uh, book number three is going to actually launch first because basically we're inviting other people to take part in this conversation. And it's really stuff like what you just said, you know, lessons learned in life. It's really, I think, what helps others to achieve their goal. My mission is very, very, very intentional, right? Helping other people using technology, community, and positive psychology to help good people do great things. There's, we're not talking about the great people and the good things that are happening in this world. Just what you just said is huge, huge. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So back to what you said about um, uh, have a cry. Yep. How important is actually being in touch with your emotions? I know we've, we've had mental health professionals on the show numerous times. Kate, when she was telling me the story, I could hear the emotion in her voice when we were right. first talking about like the disappointment. Right. Right. And yeah. then in order to learn from a lesson, you got to kind of take it in and, ch- you know, Check in with reality, right? My book number one is called Our Journey, Our Dreams, The Art and Science of Being Aware and Getting There. Sometimes we move past the awareness of those feelings, right, that are so important in this journey of life. So how how important is it to just kind of pause and take note of the disappointment or the feelings or the cry? Like we're not really taught to do that in school, in life. It's like suck it up and keep it moving. Right. No, I, I think it's I think it's actually very important um, because again, when you when you look at the at the human being as a as a holistic, you know, creature, we have these emotions, and when we try to either stuff them down, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the studies have shown that it leads to depression and uh, all, all sorts aggression. of bad and aggression. <laughs> exactly. uh, absolutely, I mean, all sorts of bad things, um, and it's a healthy way of expressing grief, joy, you know, whatever it is. So, no, I think it's 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 very important. Um, I mean, and there's a point in time where we need to stop. Totally. But I mean, it, you know, it, that's why I said the next morning. Like, if did, you're not, did you hear that? She's giving you a, she's giving you overnight. A time frame. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's like, <laughs> you, can't just, you can't wallow right. in a state of depression for any extended period of time. Right. And, I, you know, and I know there's different people who, you know, have had major losses and you got to do what you got to do. Right. How important is mental health? I know we've had many, many therapists on the show, many guests who've talked about their breakthroughs have come through mental health, and we don't talk about that enough either. No, I think, you know, particularly we were talking a little bit about sort of the nature of my practice mm-hmm. in family law, and, um, you know, you talked about, you know, what is what would make a successful marriage and, and what, yes, you know, yes. kind of doesn't. Well, the before I peeled off that, you know, I, I had to acknowledge that, look, roughly 80% would be my guess of, of divorces um, at least um, in my field, uh, have a huge mental health or substance abuse component to it. Um, and so before we can get to the, you know, the don't be a jerk part, you know. <laughs> oh, the you, tip that you gave me, those right. were really good. <laughs> you know, you, you, have to, you have to practice that good mental health. Um, and I frequently with my clients will use um, the example of, well, would you take insulin if you were diabetic? And to date, no one has said no, you know. And so <laughs> then why wouldn't you take your antidepressants? Why wouldn't you take your antipsychotropics? Or why would you just not go and talk to someone Absolutely. if you're feeling? Yeah. Well, and then, and then the second caveat is, you know, do you want to spend, again, in the divorce context, do you want to spend your money on a marriage counselor or an attorney? I don't care which one it is. But you're going to spend it on one of us. <laughs> so basically, we've had a, not, a number of people say, get help. 
That's there's right. a struggle, if there's a problem, if there's a, a safety violation, there's something, something did not work out as you had hoped, get help. Get help. Learn from that lesson. And oftentimes you do need a third party, second party, someone else to kind of help you to really assess that situation. Like you helped Kate tremendously because you were basically saying, oh, by the way, Whisper, 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 your SAT score that did not meet your expectations. Whisper, whisper. I, too, had a similar. That's why this show is so important, because we need for people to see regular people, great, amazing, awesome people talking about life. Right. The the good and the bad, the lessons. Right. And how do we make this world a better place? It's each of us being the best that we can be and then being willing to to step up. Yeah, no, absolutely. And share their lessons learned. Like I yeah. said, you guys did not know me from anyone. So what made you want to do the show? Kate, first of all, you're amazing. And you, you're like, I think my mom would be willing to do it. She was talking to me. I was like, <laughs> you're 20 years old? Like, I got to meet your parents because <laughs> they did something right. Like, they, like, you're amazing. Your parents have got to be amazing, too. She's like, I think my mom would do it. Pretty sure she would. Yeah, yeah. And and we spoke minutes later. And you're like, yeah. I'm down. Let's do this, yeah, sister. Absolutely. Yeah, no, <laughs> Basically. you bet. You bet. Um, you know why? Why? Um, like why help others? You got your you got your award winning practice. Your beautiful kids. Well, why why would you be on the radio right now, on YouTube for for the world to see for the rest of existence? Well, I, I why is this important? I think I think there's a component of individual happiness that I have seen profoundly rich individuals who are miserable, and I I think there always has to be incorporated in your little pie chart of of happiness. That it's not, you're not the whole pie. Somebody <laughs> nice. else kind of has to be a piece of that pie. Nice. And it, because, you know, and I don't, I mean, I don't know, you know, I'd like to say, you know, it's the right thing to do or it's, but you know, you kind of feels it, good. It feels good. It feels amazing. Absolutely. I, like I, I honestly, this is my job now. I'm not getting paid yet. I don't know how the financial part is going to come around. I'm not even thinking about it. They say when you do what you love and you do what you were meant to do, then the financial aspect will flow. I'm waiting for that. I'm praying about it over November and December because I do need some money to flow. (laughs) Seriously. But I'm like doing exactly what I was put on this earth to do. Will I try to get sponsors? Maybe. But I definitely, you know, definitely I'm doing exactly what I was meant to do. I know for a fact I'm making a difference in others' lives. I know that the books and the conversations and the people, it's what, you know, what I was meant to do. And I don't tire of it. It's easy for me. You're right. It's fun for me. It is like I wake up every morning like the happiest I've ever been because I'm doing exactly what I was meant to do. Meet people like you, bring your stories in, create this. Basically, I'm creating a mosaic of videos, an archive of amazing people being able to help others live their best life. I I mean, I think that's phenomenal. And thank you for doing that, by the way. That's wonderful. I'm happy to. It's my joy. And I just want to say thank you for you guys for being here. Well, it, it's it's a lot of fun, actually. You good, know that yeah. most people do leave here. Like it, it, <laughs> it is it is so much fun. I, I've yeah. not had anyone say, "Oh my god, I can't believe I did that!" Like, wow, when can I do it again? Is what I hear. So so you you guys will be back because we can't right. squeeze it all in. All right. So two things I want to talk about. It's three thirty one. So we're halfway through the show. Okay. So I want to be very intentional about two other topics that we we covered. Okay. And some of our pre pre conversations. So one of them was, and you kind of t- touched on it a little bit, but one of them was this concept of. Um, relationships and you guys have been married for 25 years right over 25 years right 26 going on 27 right is that is that is that about right 
I'm supposed uh, to know that, but <laughs> over. I'm going to stick with over 25 because well, you, you both agree. You both agree. Well, I actually know what it is, but it's fun to watch her stumble. <laughs> uh, would you like to share with us exactly how long you've been with this beautiful woman? Oh, over 30 years with her. Married over 27. Mm. Mm. I love it. And and what what I love about you, David, is I watched you open the door for your wife as you guys were getting in the car, post the little lunch going in. I'm like. You do realize I'm going to talk about you, right? You do realize <laughs> this is not going unnoticed, right? It's what I love about just great people. So tell us about you. What would you identify? And we'll come back to you opening the door because to me that's huge. Mm-hmm, but what would you right. identify as those things that have helped you guys to be in this marriage for nearly 27 years? Oh, you know, there is an element of uh, definitely of compatibility. Uh, you know, I, I always say with with actual candor, I don't think there's another man on the planet that wouldn't murder me in my sleep. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly. Um, so that's <laughs> Dave's <He's> nodding. Like, <laughs> you know, so that's that's a piece of it. Um, we have we have shared interests, um, and I mean, I kind of joke that that lawyers and pilots actually get along really well together because I have no clue, but it's <laughs> just. I think it's that little bit of analytical, you know, mm. brains that, that that we sort of gel with each other. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know what else. What, would you add anything, David? What do you love most about this beautiful woman? And you, you, you told me about how you guys met, which I thought was you said you met on a blind date of all things. And your first date was at a wedding. No, no, not no, really. not really. But but you first we met at a wedding. You but, met at a wedding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And what do you love most about this beautiful woman? Like I said before, she puts up with me and supports me. Nice. And we actually we're we're actually very complimentary with each other and we she cooks. I could do dishes. It's easy. I have, I I got the weight on. It shows I like to eat. First of all, that is huge. We we've talked on some other shows about men who actually understand the value of washing dishes when the woman cooks. Yeah. My honey hasn't quite figured that out yet, but <laughs> I've learned to wash dishes. And he's amazing in so many other ways. So it kind of it kind of works out. Um, but what I would like to ask you is, you're a divorce attorney, right? And so I mean, you've seen some marriages, many a marriage, not work out. Absolutely. And I asked you for the top five to ten. You got to go to your <laughs> list. I'm going to write what I wrote. <laughs> it was so good. I asked you for the top few tips. Right. That you would share with the general public who we seem to not have a we. I'm just going to say we as a general public marriages over 50 percent of marriages don't work out. Like what are the percentages? And then tell me it's about 50 percent, about 50 percent. Sometimes it drops to 48. Sometimes it gets up to 50. That don't work out or that do. Is it more that do? Well, like I said, it's it, roughly it's 50. Okay. I'm okay. and and Americans are getting married later now. Um, so I, I think you're going to see a tiny little uptick okay. in successful marriages, uh, hopefully. Um, there, I mean, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of predictors on what makes a marriage successful. I mean, uh, having oh, similar right, similar having um, similar religious values. Ironically, mm. um, having a college education is mm-hmm. hugely helpful. Being over 25 is hugely helpful. Um, like literally, like there's this there's a sort of switch that. Maturity wise, a lot of wow, mostly men. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> hit guys, did you hear that? So, getting married under 25 per this professional may or may not increase your success may factors. Just a lot of changes happen between 
whatever the legal age of being married in 25. Oh, yeah. If you think back of if you as an 18 year old. Don't even get me started. Right. I mean, like. Don't even get me started. You think you know the world. You know, I've had three guys ask me to marry them and I've always said marriage isn't for me. Right. Um, Marriage to you isn't for me, but I couldn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. That was horrible. But um, honestly. Yeah. You had some things that you said. These are the to do's. And the not to do's for people who are married. Right. So, in general. Right. I I mean, really, you could probably capture it in what I wrote, which was don't be a jerk. And and that applies to both parties. Absolutely. Absolutely. Be nice. Yeah. Right. And, and there's this, and I think it really dovetails with your program and, and your message. And it, it's this intentional kindness. Mm. Um, You come home from work. And there are honestly days I don't want to talk to you. I don't like you. I don't like humans. Um, and you want to put, you know, pull the covers up over your head, and and you say, "Look, that's not what's best for our relationship." And you know, so I turn to my husband and say, "Give me five minutes. I'm gonna mm. go change. You know, get decompress. my decompress for a second. And then I'm gonna be that back downstairs, and I'm gonna cook dinner. We're gonna have a great time." So you kind of wash the day off. I right. think I think this is huge. Right. How important is this? You're out there saving lives. You're out doing your, your military thing. How how important is it to just kind of wash off the day before you get, you know, reconnect with your partner? I, I know it, it matters to me mm. hugely. I'd say yeah. that was probably the biggest lesson for me. And, you know, when you're in this corporate America thing, you're on this treadmill and being able to just pause. I go in the shower and I call it a um, spend some time with my my. Um, higher power. Right, sure. In the shower. I call it a, a shower baptism, basically, right? Just <laughs> wash it off, and then I'm yep. coming back brand new. I think you have to. I mean, if you don't, it becomes all-consuming, and then you have nothing in a marriage because you just stare at each other. Mm. You have to, you know, you need to feel... I'm. It's nice. I can turn work off mm. and walk away and say, <laughs> See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. And you don't bring it home? By and large, no. I mean, I think occasionally things do overlap. I get busy. But, right. no, you have to be able to come home. Come home, you know, I'm going to go cut the lawns. You can go, like you said, decompress. Interesting. So I, you you said some things that you're not sharing right now. Sure. But I think a few of them, you talked about. Um, Words? You said there, there's some non-negotiables. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, the, the reality is I kind of. Um, <clears throat> I'm in favor of snooping um, with this, <laughs> this with this uh, era that we're in. Um, you know, in, in the old days, we would there would be a family member uh, who, uh, you know, whether it was a, a what do you call it, a matchmaker, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. who would introduce you. And and you were you came from a village or if it was relatively remote. Mm. You knew who you knew your partner's family. You knew your partner. Um, you knew really everything about him. And, or you could find out relatively. Or you could find out relatively exactly a close knit. And we've moved to this to obviously far more technological society where people are um, encountering each other at great distances. It doesn't always promote truthfulness. It it doesn't, you know, it it doesn't promote truly a depth of knowledge and understanding of this person that you're getting involved with. Um, so I think you should probably like kind of snoop and, and do a background check on it. <laughs> and and I actually, you know, I'm joking, but 
I'm actually not joking. <laughs> you said basically you've seen some things where it's like, whoa. They, I think you said you kind of got to know your partner. Kate has some really great advice too, but like know your partner. Like reach, you know, ask some questions, you know, do the – someone mentioned premarital counseling. It's kind of one yeah. of those things where yeah. if you have, you know, some, you know, right institutions that you're a part of, well, and, religious or other. Right. Do some, do the work. Do, do a little work. Ask some questions up front. Ask Absolutely. the hard questions up front. Well, and you know, one of the ones that just never gets asked, that quite frankly should get asked because it's a huge issue in divorce, and that is, well, how do you parent children? How do you think, how do you, think you would parent our children? I mean, mm. do, do you believe in uh, corporal punishment? Do you believe in... Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm from do the you, South. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, and I'm, I'm kind of okay. with you on that one, but, you know, and... and you know, and and by the way, the the legal standard is if it leaves more than a transitory mark on the child, then it's not child abuse. Just for all the listeners out there. Mom, did you hear that? No, I'm just um, right. Um, but no, I mean, substance abuse. Ha- you have to. I mean, if you have the slightest concern, substance abuse is is a, is a non-starter. Um, and and by the way, your love isn't going to fix them. Um, Hold on, you can't you can't move past that. Okay. Kate, I'm sure you know this. Your your mom has has um shared a number of different words of wisdom, right? This whole concept of substance abuse, that that's just, I agree. Like, abuse right. in general, right. substance or otherwise. Absolutely. Right? Verbal, mental, physical, yes. substance. They're all, they're all like, kind of, you don't want to tie yourself to someone who's struggling in that area. Right. If you can avoid it. Right. Right. Kate, I know I asked you a question similar to this. I said, you know, you, you your parents have been married for over 20 years. Five years at the time is what I said. <laughs> and um, and your mom is a divorce attorney. So I was like, what are your thoughts about relationships? Like, what have you learned about relationships and, and, and what to or to not do? Your college students, what were your, what were your thoughts? Spectrum. Start, start over, Kate. I think we lost your sound. Oh. Yeah, we got you now. Can, can you hear me? Yep, we got you now. Okay, sorry about that. Um. It's interesting seeing both ends of the spectrum being that third party because you see these awful divorces and then your own parents are in, you know, a 30-year marriage, essentially. And so you take a step back and you say, okay, well, what did they do versus what did they do? And I think the big thing is being someone who has worked in as a legal assistant in the 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 divorce business, quote-unquote, um, it's a lot, a lot what it comes down to is that you see these people and they truly didn't know their spouse. Mm. And this communication is key. And like you can fall in love rapidly, but that's not an excuse at the same time to be uneducated about your partner's life. Kate, I gotta no, tell we, you. Keep going. Sorry. I was just, I was just saying that knowing one another is gonna be what an aspect of what leads to a happy marriage, and that's what I see with both my parents. <laughs> they may fight and hate each other at some point, but they always come back and communicate, and they always know <laughs> what just the perfect thing is to do to make each other happy because they've taken the time to say. Don't do this, or mm. I love that you did this. I love that. I, I and I think it's important. Uh, thank you, Kate. Do you are you proud of this twenty year old, like oh. insightful? 
you know what's really kind of interesting is you know when she talks like this you know i'm used to her you know leaving her wet towel on the bathroom floor <laughs> so you didn't you didn't like, see that's Chris. <laughs> that's <right>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that too and so seeing this remarkable young woman i'm almost like oh, who is this young woman you like, did it like you she's so smart you know that's fabulous so i think setting in a good example i mean you guys have i love what she said it's not always going to be rosy mm-hmm. you're going to get on each other's nerves right let's talk about that because we got only 15 minutes left on the show so we got to talk about because again this is about helping Turning dreams into reality. Right. Part of the reality check is really having clear expectations about our marriages. It's not easy. Right. It's not always, right. you know, strawberries and whipped cream. Right. True. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Champagne and right. chocolates. When you got babies growing up, <laughs> like, like in tandem with each other, like the romance is gone. <laughs> like just, quickly. Like, well, quickly, right. Um, and and it's how you it's how you regrow. And one of the best pieces of advice, you know, that planful or intentional yes. happiness, was that you 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 may need marriage counseling. Go get it. Like no one's putting a like a, a sign on your forehead saying right. I went to marriage counseling. What they get is I've been married for twenty seven years. Right. Did you guys ever explore marriage counseling? We did. We did it. And and, and what was your greatest learning out of it? Date night. Absolutely. Um, intentional time together. Yeah, yes. and it, we didn't discuss the kids. We didn't discuss bills. Um, you know, we, we went out to a movie or dinner or, you know, the park or had a picnic or, you know, those those sorts of things. And, uh, you know, I, to be honest, when the marriage counselor said it, I was, I was kind of like, ugh, <laughs> good Lord, you know. That's like the stupidest idea ever. And, and <laughs> not only was he unbelievably wise... But um, it, it, it hit pay dirt. You know, you started seeing the reconnection mm. and that romance does come back. And um, you, you. He's so cute. Yeah. You remember why you really thought this guy was kind of hot, you know. And, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, and, and you just you find it again. Wow. So, I mean, I, I couldn't sell that high enough. All right, people. Did you, you, you heard it here. Yeah, and actually, I actually when I came back from Alaska, I had some. I met so many couples who were celebrating twenty, twenty-five, you know, forty-nine, fifty years of marriage. And the one of the couples that I shared, um, the one of the videos I showed, I'm pretty sure I showed that one, um, is they said the same thing. They right. were like date night. Like that's one of the things that we, one hundred percent, never skipped on. Yep. was date night. Yep. So people, date night relationships, whether you're in a relationship. Or marriage, whether it's going well or a rocky yeah. date night. I think especially when it's going well, because if you don't, it's not going to be going well for long. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, people. Date night. Yeah. No, and I, I think the other, the only other one that, and Dave has been super, super great about this, and, and I, I think I wrote you in my, in my email, was there are moments where I can look back, and we, we rely heavily on text and email now, obviously, but where I can literally scroll back through my clients' texts, and I'm going, there. That was the text that you sent or that you received where your marriage was over. And it's just because something venomous, horrible. So the message here is your words matter. Mm. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, before you get that itchy index finger and you hit that send button, you know, step back. <laughs> Don't send it. 
wait 24 hours. And wow. if you still want to send it, you know, that's a different issue. But don't. Words matter. It's Yeah, words matter. And it's that itchy index finger that sends it. So that's what I'd recommend. Wow. I love that. That's deep. That That is, that's deep. Wow. Yeah. Certain things you can't take back. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Yeah. And you can try. I mean, there's, there's yeah. the whole apology. So sorry. I was. Right. So, you know, but but you're like, why even and go there? My honey likes to say, don't start nothing, won't be nothing. Right. 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 So right. don't start it. So just and don't use an ounce of prevention. Don't use the big four. You know, I'm not going to we're on the air. The big four. Those. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not going to say one of them begins with a C. One oh, of them don't with use it. Oh, right. oh, oh, no <laughs> name calling. Right. Yeah. yeah so no. basically agree. Disagree agreeably. Yeah, like this whole book's about that abs- concept. Yeah. So how did you guys disagree? Like when he was on your last nerve, what did you do, and vice versa? That's the southern term for when he was right aggravating <laughs> you last nerve. That's you know. Well, whoever, we, whoever. We, yeah, like how would you? What would you say? Oh, when you get on my last nerve. Yeah. We have silence. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, from me. Yes. Yeah. From oh, yeah. You. I give him the silent treatment. It's true. Yeah. So, it's wildly uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kate, Kate. Third party. Tell us more. Because I, I to tell us more, Kate. But before you do, I thought that um, you were saying that in that when someone is on your last nerve to be silent. That's actually the lesson that I have learned for myself most recently. It is better for me to be silent. You know, your grandmother would say, if right. you don't have nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. Yep, exactly. Well, I didn't learn that one until the age of 49.75. <laughs> I just locked that one in as a truly valuable, you know, institution, right. point of constitution, <laughs> right? Do not right. speak if you don't have anything good to say. And that is, Lisa talked about writing. Don't say it because people remember things. Mm. And it may not be brought up tomorrow or the next day or the year after but 10 years down the road you'll be driving down the road and it'll be like that one time and you're like <laughs> and guys are like what huh? what are you talking about okay mm, what were you going to say about you said uh the uncomfortable silence again it works <laughs> eventually but t- tell us about this third party silence oh it's just always the worst when <laughs> there's an obvious fight in the brew or you see it just, you know, through the eyes of a child, their child. So you see, see what both of them, how both of them handle it. So you have the, you know, disappear, take a breather, and then, then the straight up silent treatment. But I'm still going to be around you to know I'm angry at you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that. Actually, what I love about this is a couple of things. You guys are, you know, 30 years together. Right. Right. Over 25 years married. And you, you've taught your daughter so many things about it. Again, it's not always, we're not always going to be best friends. Right. I'm right. going to not like you on more than one occasion. Correct. Right? We're going we're gonna to fight fairly. We're going to disagree agreeably. Mm-hmm. We're going to, silence may not be fun. It's okay to be uncomfortable. Right? It's okay. Right? But you get through it. Right. And that's the, that's the journey of life. You get through it. Well, I think the one thing you forgot from the counseling was, yes. the one th- I thought was more important was, Counselor said, "Never go to bed angry." Is that true, though? See, do do, do 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 can you do that, Dad? Yeah, I got another room I'll go to. <laughs> oh no, no, but seriously, yeah. If you go to bed angry, you're going to wake up angry, and it's just. Mm, I don't think he knows that I 
occasionally go to bed angry. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. Fake it till you can make it. We, that, there you we, go. we are okay with that. There you go. So basically, you are intentional with trying to say, you know what? I don't like you right now, but I love you. Good night. Right. right? Mm-hmm. I had a couple on one of my favorite shows. It was a couple, Andy Stokes. He actually has a number one R&B song called Best Day Ever. Oh, okay. And they actually say every night before they go to bed, he says to his wife, best day ever. And they were on the show. He actually sang the song to her. And I was like, so you say it every night? And then she was like, even if it's through clenched teeth, best day ever. <laughs> <laughs> best That's day beautiful. ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Hey, right. So I love that. And, and Similarly, I had a couple that was had been married for 49 years that I met when I was on this cruise a few weeks ago, uh, this Alaska cruise, and the guy was so hilarious. He kind of was a was the, the the what do you call it the dry man, the funny right, man, the, right. whatever. Yeah. But he's basically you know in 49 years, not once did I ever think about divorce. Not not once. At least two or three times I thought about murder, but never, <laughs> never, never divorce. And so he's like, murder, that crossed my mind at least a few times. But, you know, the humor factor, I think, is, is so important. Like, just basically, he said, take it one day at a time. I think that's good advice. Yeah, I agree. One day at a time, but try not to go to bed angry. Right. Now, I love that. One of the other things that we talked about as it relates to this relationship and being together for over nearly... 30, being together for 30 years, married for 27, right. um, raising some beautiful kids. We talked about this, you know, being intentional with raising kids. And right. I asked you about what advice right. would you share as it relates to raising kids? So I, I think I then I narrow it down to like five things. And, you know, when I first of all, I mean, I parent my daughter slightly different than, than my son. And so, I mean, I, I, I would begin with not all children are the same. They're not cookie cutters. You have to meet each child's needs individually. I love, I love that. First of all, let's pause. Okay. Let's pause there because you're like the third parent who said that in a row. When I went to oh. this I went to this mountain trip before I did my Alaska cruise, I've been celebrating my 50th birthday for a while. <laughs> all kind of milestones. It's a jubilee. I'll be, it's a I'll jubilee. be in Florida for two weeks. <laughs> I'm still celebrating just because it's, 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 right. it's pretty huge. But I went to this mountain retreat. I went to the Alta Vista Resort. Oh, okay. In Crystal Mountain. You mm-hmm. have to to go oh, there. The okay. owner of the Alta Vista Resort, I had her on the show, Maureen, and her mate. Actually, we're going to be talking to him. He went to, she, she sent him on a trip to Japan, his like dream vacation. We'll have them back into the studio on the show. But one of the things that you just said, okay. similar to what she said was, and she had a great kid and she was hugging him up as a part of the thing. But she's like, you know, I, I dare not give another parent advice. Right. Right. Every child is different. But here's what has worked for me. So I just for right. the parents who know I don't have kids by choice, I just feel like I feel like it was such a huge responsibility to bring a, another human being into this world and make them wonderful. Right. I got enough trouble on my own. Right. So I never thought that was for me. I'm a great, I'm a decent auntie. I think that's kind right. of my calling. <laughs> um, but never a parent. So for you to just say, you know, every child is different. Mm-hmm. For any parent that's listening, know that there's no judgment. Right. Everybody's doing the best we can. That's what Absolutely. one of the things she said. But Absolutely. I'd like to ask parents any words of wisdom that they might share with their younger self or with others. Please. I think, I think love and pursue your child's loves. Mm. So if you, and it's not about you, like, but Kate is a, a, a soccer princess. And so we went to, I don't know, 
20,000 soccer games. <laughs> Kate, um, 20,000, something like that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, and, 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 I mean, I like soccer and all, but 20,000 of them, I mean, uh, but, but that's what my child loves. That's what she needed. And so in, in attending her soccer games, we're telling her every single game, I love you. Mm, just and, being there. Show by, up. By being there, right. Show and, up. And picking her up and taking her to show up. Yeah, to absolutely. And it's, it's not fancy. It was just sitting in two chairs and just clapping when the kid made an amazing play. That's number one uh, or number two. Um, you know, so not the same kid, um, love what they love, um, teach them an overarching theme. And I know that sounds super complicated, but like our arching, our, our family motto, we joke, what is have a plan. So I don't care what you do. You want to be a circus clown, be a circus clown. <laughs> be the best but, circus clown. You know, that's right. Circus clown ever. But take, and have a plan. Have a plan. You better plan to be the best circus clown out there. Right. So that's huge. And then, then the lawyer in me kicks in. So I'm like, okay, but never sign a contract unless you've read it. And now I don't know any other kids whose parents give that advice, right? That's great advice. That's our advice. And then, um, you know, and then I'm worried about my daughter's safety. And, and so there's so many things that she needs to do as a young woman to protect her safety. But mm. I just decided to hone in on don't put your drink down. Now, Ooh, you know. That's a good one. So she was living in England where she could drink legally, right? Because right. she's not 21 yet. But. I'm like, don't put your drink down. And so we had this whole amazing conversation about how to be safe in a bar. Because I, I'd rather talk about it and have her see me totally. on her return. Great. Than, so we, yeah. So, so Mike just gave us the two-minute warning. Can you believe that's the fastest hour of your life? Okay, <laughs> real quick. quick uh, I'm going to have you help us close this out. So real, the fastest you can with the 30-second story, when you were telling us about your um, year at USC when you started joining this club and you said some people kind of reached out to you? Let's t- just talk about these these random acts of kindness. You said someone helped you out. Real quick, 30 seconds. Yeah, of course. Um, so I am not an extrovert. I don't really like going out of my dorm room when that's my cozy little bubble. But I thought, hey, this sounds really cool. I'm going to try ultimate frisbee, kind of a weird sport. And I'm like, yeah, that seems something like that I'd want to do. And I show up for practice. I stand literally in the corner of the field and watch everyone else while they're talking and, like, you know, giving each other's high fives. And then there's me in the corner. And then all of a sudden these two girls come over to me and they say, hey, I'm really glad you came out. I'm excited to have you on the team. I love it. And I love it. what's your name? And, you know, I love all it. that normal. And I was so- like, so Kate, Kate, we're gonna Kate, we're gonna have you back. Mike is giving me the circle, round it up, wound it up, wound it up. Basically, someone reached out to you with a random act of kindness. We love yes, you, exactly. we adore you. We're gonna have you back. So thank you to Lisa Brewer, David Caparici, and Miss Kate Caparici at USC. Any final yeah. words? Thank you for having us. Thank it's you for fun. having us again. This is Tracy Harrell. Any any final words, David? No, it was a wonderful afternoon. Thank you. Thank you guys. It's bigger than me. Remember what they said. Date night. Date night, be intentional and have a plan. This is Tracy Harrell. <laughs> it is bigger than me, baby.